0: Good morning. It is Tech Talk Today, episode 254. My name is Chris.
1: And I'm Angela.
0: And by morning, I mean afternoon. I really do. But uh, you know what? You don't care you, uh, listening at home or wherever you're listening. We have a great show lined up for you today for 254. Some interesting stories that all kind of connect together. And to help us bust through that, we've armed the mumble room with our best people. Time-appropriate greetings, mumble room.
2: Good night.
3: Good time good for three three greetings. Meetings.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello, this is our Tech Talk today crew today and they're going to help us break all this down. So let's start with like the first story that has security ramifications. I'm going to be honest with you. There is a lot of good news to go through today, but I in my opinion, the news is slowing down in August, right before you hit August and then as we arrive and we crested August, August is the worst month for tech news. Is the worst. So we dug around and we actually found some interesting bits. This first one's kind of important. It's about a new Trojan that is affecting Android devices. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and the issue is is that there's like demo kits and stuff like that already on underground forms. So a new uh, potent Android Trojan, as a CSO magazine is saying, uh, has been leaked on several underground forms and making it available for free to less resourceful cyber criminals who are likely to use it in attacks. The Trojan app is called SpyNote, and it allows hackers to steal users' messages and contacts, listen in on calls, record audio and use basically not just call audio, but anything that uses the built-in microphone, and control the device's cameras, and even make calls. According to researchers from Palo Alto Networks, SpyNote does not even require root access, but does prompt the user for a long list of permissions on installation.
1: So wait, so why would somebody go get an app called SpyNote?
0: Well, ah, great question. So here's the thing. What they're actually selling is a builder for Windows, and yeah. it's, it is, uh, it, it uses Spy Note to generate an Android application that has Spynote embedded in it.
1: Oh, wow. And it
0: allows you to t- change all the things like the names and, and what servers it connects to, change all the variables, so that way you can brand it yourself with your own logo, your own name, and your own control servers that it connects to. Hmm. So it's like a, it's a ready-to-go kit. Yep. And then you use this builder that they're selling and you integrate in the Spynote APK into that. Now, from time to time, that actually has gotten past the play, the play screen that like checks for all that kind of stuff, but most of the time All of these malicious uh, Android infections come from sideloaded applications, quote-unquote unknown sources in Android parlance.
1: So this attacks devs?
0: No, this is for people to buy off of – so, okay. Here's here's actually – your question is – what you're poking at is what I actually find to be more interesting about this story than the story itself. Every time something like Spynote or anything like this comes out, we learn more about the underground network that makes this possible. So the real story here is – the forums out there and really marketplaces where hackers have ratings and and uh, reviews, just like an Amazon seller might or an eBay seller, mm-hmm. and you go in, you go into these forums or these whatever you want to call them, and you can purchase or in some cases for free download these ready-to-go, ready-baked tool sets that you don't even really have to be a developer. You just have to kind of know how to plug things together, and you download this application. It assembles it for you. And then you try to get it in the Play Store or you try to put it somewhere where users might be downloading applications that they're going to sideload. Or you try to come up with a way to deliver it to Android users to get them to install it. Because you have to allow all the permissions, it's not as like a big deal. But a lot of times people just hit yes on that kind of stuff, right. especially average end users. Yeah. So Spy Notes, we might be hearing more about it in the future. But uh, right now I guess it's it's actually making its way around the web palo alto networks also has been one of the companies that's been following a lot of this android stuff which i yeah it, it is also it's interesting the way they ready bake this too like they just package it all up like they don't just find the exploit anymore or come up with theoretical ways to take advantage of it they actually go through the trouble of creating a builder application that allows you to rebrand this thing mm-hmm. i like it's just really getting to a pretty sophisticated level I find that to be fascinating. Mumbaroom, any thoughts on Android malware before we move on to another story? Yeah, Chris, uh, you know, the Android development environment, not just the malware, always struck me as something apart from traditional Linux and open source just because, you know, people didn't use real names. There was a lot of pseudonyms involved. Um, You know, you're always, you know, um, putting your stuff out there for reputation. Um, And this kind of dark underground of the malware just... It seems really interesting to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, of course, it's not just for Android malware. It's for every operating system under the planet, basically anything that connects to a network and more. Um, And to see them – to see it continue to grow and build makes me think that eventually we'll probably also hear about some big crackdown by the FBI or something like that. So keep our eyes peeled for that. All right. So now you're going to start to see the thread in the news this week. There's one company making a lot of news. Earnings calls came out, and interesting details were revealed about the success of Chromecast. Google has sold 30 million Chromecasts, 5 million in just the past two months. The, 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 you really can't argue with the price on the Chromecast either. We have one here in the studio. Uh, it's like 35 bucks, and it allows you to remotely send video and audio from an Android device to your TV. Um, now, the interesting part is, is how this all came to be revealed because Google didn't just offer this information up at first. On an earnings call earlier this week, Alphabet announced $21.6 billion in revenue for Q2 2016. And Google's CEO Sundar Pichai responded to a question regarding Google's own strategies, including strategies around hardware. That's where it got interesting. While responding to questions regarding the hardware strategy, Pichai revealed that the company has shipped the 30 million Chromecast number. That's incredible. They've been selling since 2013. This includes, of course, the original Chromecast, the 2015 refresh, and the Chromecast audio all which have been very popular. Chromecast is one of these um, one of these devices too that they're building into some of their products. Mm-hmm. So the Shield TV that I reviewed on last on Sunday um, has Chrome and and Noah's does too, I believe, has Chromecast capabilities built into it. so You don't even have to buy the separate Chromecast unit if you just get an Android TV set top box. You get you also get Chromecast. So I'll tell you how I use it here at the studio instead of having to have um, some big entertainment thing hooked up to the TV out there or whatever.
1: Except, you know, Roku is not that big.
0: Right, right, right.
1: It's a competitive.
0: Yeah, you you could. You you could. I think it doesn't. I don't think it replaces Roku. I think you could. I think very easily you could have a Roku. Supplemental. Yeah. And a Chromecast on one on one. It's like having
1: Hulu and Netflix as a streaming device.
0: So the the Roku is really great for watching your Netflix and uh, your Hulus and stuff like that. But the Chromecast is really great. I mean, it's 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 the best way to group YouTube because everybody on the network, on the Wi-Fi network, can see your Chromecast, and you can each individually from your phones add stuff to a to a master playlist mm-hmm. that the room shares, mm-hmm. and so you can queue up. So like when we're doing Linux Fest, the guys are sitting in the living room and they're all queuing up different YouTube nice. videos, and they all get to sit around and talk about them. Uh, and in here, I have a Chromecast extension in in Chrome, the browser, mm-hmm. and I can pull up Plex videos on this computer. And I can Chromecast them to the TV without having to buy a separate piece oh. of hardware out there. So when the kids are over and they want to watch something on the TV, right. I just go in here and I play and I control it from here and it's, it's nice. nice and easy. So it's 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 kind of cool in that sense. And it's only $35 to get a Chromecast and they're building it into stuff. So it's a pretty competitive product. Um, and I would just love to see something come along in the open source space. And Mozilla worked on it for a little bit that was service agnostic, that was – Didn't wasn't tied to your Google account. My main gripe with the Chromecast is it's not done over your LAN. When I initiate a YouTube play, it doesn't just send the YouTube URL to the Chromecast over my Wi-Fi network. It sends it up to a Google server, and then the Google servers are talking to the Chromecast device and telling it what to do. It's not a one-to-one relationship. There's a middleman between my phone and my TV, and when the Internet goes down, you can't. Talk to your Chromecast. Right. So there is some, there is some support for local seems stuff. Like it
1: but sh- yeah, it seems like it should be able to use there is the some. local network. There
0: is some. But to, do all yeah. the, to take advantage of all of the features of Chromecast, you have to have an internet connection and a Google account and your phone and your Chromecast have to be on the same account. And, mm-hmm. uh, I would, and I would love to see somebody come up with something. You plug into the TV. It's an HDMI stick. And it's maybe you could even use Chromecast protocol somehow or something because it's getting built into so many apps now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a machine. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on Chromecast before moving on? Okay,
2: I think one day um, we'll just be referring to TVs as dump screen terminals or yeah. something like that, just hooking up just multiple media devices, so playing whatever you want.
0: WW, by that, are you inferring that uh, eventually the TV makers are going to give up on this whole smart TV, TV as a platform, TV running apps thing?
2: Uh, I'm kind of hoping so, because if they're not updating it, and they're not doing it right, then eventually... Some company that makes it painless to update makes this all a smooth process will eventually take over or maybe even integrate their technologies into hmm. the maker's TV. And that way, the maker doesn't have to worry about that part. Someone else does. But then you would still have maybe some security concerns to worry about. Yeah. With you know, just one company.
0: I, I seem to recall um, a very bold statement by Google like two years ago that Android TV, or whatever they called it at the time, would be built into a lot of TVs by the end of summer. This was like two years, three years ago. And it never happened, but it seems like an obvious platform choice for televisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, tel- I think part of it is they don't want to give that power to Google. And so there may be somebody else that comes along and creates. I would love to have seen another like Linux OS or something.
1: My dad called me like an hour ago and was telling me, he he was like, do you have a smart TV? <laughs> <was> <laughs> What? what do you mean by
0: that, Dad? Not something you expect coming from Dad, right? Yeah. So
1: he was telling me about how he lowered his direct TV plan to as low as he can get, which basically means infomercials, you know, daytime TV soap opera stuff, and uh, something else. I love that's that he's horrible. You're
0: like, Dad, I am so far beyond this. Oh no, no. <laughs>
1: he, so he lowered it to get it to the minimum possible. And then in three months when his contract is up, he plans to cancel it, right? Because he's his uh, TV viewing is Hulu, Netflix, and now Pluto TV, which um, uh, I – well, I didn't know about until until he told me. But I'm trying to get our stuff on there too. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's like because, a
0: video IP TV type thing or Pluto TV. Is that what's called? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's um. There's an app. Uh, it kind
0: you, of fits with Jupiter. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Let's go take a look. Yeah. Pluto TV, huh? Yeah, it shows up in my Google auto complete. corporate.pluto tv. That's odd. That's an odd uh, URL. Free TV is here. Well, I'll take a look at it. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder if anybody in the and chat. And scroll down it.
1: just a little bit cuz it shows like um
0: It's uh, like actually has like a TV broadcast schedule.
1: Yeah, it's uh, scroll down a little more. It okay. like shows that it's uh, available for like every there right there. Free TV to all your devices, which is
0: That can't be a thing though.
1: I don't know. We'll see.
0: Because like Sling TV is barely a thing and they're legit. I don't – that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. Uh, Pluto TV if you guys or if anybody has an experience with it. um, Yeah, the whole cord cutting thing is a really interesting like challenge because right now I think there's a lot – people feel a lot of pressure to maybe – well, I'm sure if you don't follow sports, it's a lot easier to cut the cord. But if you're a little bit of a news follower, when the elections start heating up, it's really hard not to be able to tune into live television and see what's going on. So it's always kind of neat if you can find a service like Sling TV or maybe maybe Pluto. I don't know. Uh, it's in the Chrome Web Store too, huh? Chaotic, interesting. Well, let's see the lineup. They have a they have a lineup here. Oh, it's a PDF download. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well,
1: the channel listening. I think um one forty two or one twenty four is the tech. Look at
0: them. They say they have NBC show. News, uh, RT, uh, The Young Turks, Newsy. Okay, so it's a lot of online streaming stuff. CNET. Essentially, what they look like they have done is automated all of the online sources of content i'm just guessing and they've audited their own like music streaming but uh like science tv and nasa tv uh there's a steve jobs channel wow yeah channel 728 (laughs) um a lot of the stuff you can get online i find that to be an interesting idea though and there's a lot of different ways to crack that particular one well so this next story um, is another Google story that I'm really actually pretty happy about. And you do have to be an Android user to take advantage of it, but Google account sign in notifications are now going to be sent directly to your Android device. This is a really nice feature that Google does. It says, hey, somebody from a new browser and a weird IP logged into your account, and they send you an email. But then it just gets tucked away in one of your, if you use Gmail, right. in one of your update tabs, and you never see it. So now what they're going to do is they're going to send a push notification to your Android device. And when you pull down the notification, there'll actually be a link to review your account activity immediately. Nice. 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 Yep. Nice. This um, is just a small update that makes these kinds of things that Google does feel a little more trustworthy.
1: Apple's been doing, or, you know, Apple does that too. Like when a.
0: Oh, yeah. You they do, don't it they? It is
1: push notification, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like modal too. It like takes over your whole screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is just while we're on the tour, st- while we're giving Google some good guy points, 90% of <laughs> YouTube and Google Calendar connections are now encrypted with HTTPS. That's pretty nice. It's been a two-year challenge to get YouTube encrypted, and migrating the Google Global Cache CDN to HTTPS was a huge engineering feat, they say. Google did not have to add more resources and machines to uh, encrypt video uh, due to hardware acceleration for AES, I guess. Hmm. In fact, only 97% of YouTube connections are encrypted as a result of some devices not fully supporting HTTPS over time. They think this will be improved, though. Look at them. Getting HTTPS everywhere is really nice. And I don't know. Sure, maybe it's in response to uh just co- just a consumer demand but more secure connections is better for everybody yep. uh all right now before we get off the google topic if there was any bits there that the wanted to pick up you guys are welcome to but yeah i agree with ww thank you to the google engineers for working so hard on that and i feel like it's sort of one of those things they don't get credit for enough when they do pull off those things even if it limits some of the deep packet inspection that's going on out there it does doesn't it it does Yes, and those those corporate networks love their deep packet inspection. So do other guys. Good guy Google for a day. <laughs> that's why. All right, now Wait, let's shift it, gears. Oh, go ahead. Um,
2: Isn't is Google like doing something with two-factor authentication or, is that, or am I thinking of another company?
0: Um, Do you mean like where they're changing it to send an approval prompt to the devices?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think they
0: are. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to do – I don't know if anybody out there has used the LastPass authenticator, but they, re, they recently released their own two-factor authenticator for your phone. And what's slick about it is it just sends a push notification, at least on Android. It sends a push notification to your phone asking if you want to do a two-factor approval right there. No code stuff you have to worry about. Um and it's really quick. It makes signing into LastPass a lot faster. And I'd love to see Google because it's your it's something you have, your phone, and something you know, your password.
1: You know what is interesting is about this whole like email you if you if somebody logged into your email is you you attacked it from the aspect of It'll just get lost in their auto-sorting tab thingy. But like, I've signed into my mom's email, and it's sent the email saying that I signed into it. I can just delete it.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's where
1: this mobile uh, second That's step point. really works. You know, in fact – Yeah, I've... if you're in the email, I mean, below, you know, the other way you get this, it right away.
0: The other, the other reason why this will be somewhat annoying for me and I do what you just said is I sign in to a lot of different Google accounts in a private session because I – I don't want to be signed in all these different Google accounts for shows and whatnot. And so every time I do that, it creates an entry saying a new browser is signed in. So that'll be a push notification I get every single time. Wow. Yeah. And I just go in there after I've signed in. One of the first things I do after I've signed in is I delete the email that says a new account or a new browser signed in because I just don't, that doesn't need to be in there. Yeah. (laughs) The first thing I do. (laughs) But they do actually, just a pro tip, if you you scroll down to the bottom of Gmail, there is a link somewhere down there, at least it used to be, where you can see all of the login sessions and the location they signed in from and you can review them. Mm -hmm. So if you ever do get a little, uh, you know, a little suspicious. Yep. Now, a lot of people, when you talk about uh, buying laptop hardware, a lot of people will say, well, Macs are really well built. They're kind of expensive, though. And then they'll start talking about Lenovo's or whatever, right? There's like a sequence that the conversation goes through and everybody knows (laughs) it. Yep. And uh I think you pronounce it, uh oh boy Xiaomi? No, no, no. It's like I think it's Xiaomi. Oh. Yeah. How do you guys you guys know what I'm talking about Xiaomi, the Chinese company X I A O M I. Sure, Xiaomi. Xiaomi. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah me, right. Yeah, it's got the Andy has a me sound. Xiaomi uh takes on the MacBook with a $750 me notebook Air. Wow. Yeah.
1: They're getting sued already, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think Tim Cook is writing out the papers right now. But check out the details. Uh, This is – so they're known for smartphones and they're actually known for decent uh, iPhone competing smartphones too. They're like Apple's number one competitor over in China. Ah. And uh, they make a – they're making – they're going to make – They're going to start making two different-sized laptops, a 13.3-inch version for $750, and they're claiming, you know, they're going for MacBook build quality here. It has a 2.3 gigahertz Intel Core i5-6200U processor, 8 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, an NVIDIA GeForce 940MX GPU, a 256-gigabyte PCIe SSD storage with a factory-expandable SATA SSD slot, Wow, that's that's nice. Yeah, uh, and an eight hundred two eleven AC Wi-Fi built in, of course. And they're claiming on the thirteen inch version nine point five hours of battery life. But if you want something smaller, they're going to have a machine with. They're also claiming the same build quality, but just lower specs and a smaller screen. Five hundred and twenty five dollars. Now we're kind of getting into like, well, this is cheaper than a Chromebook Pixel, and it's got you know this is a full laptop that you could install Linux or. Windows, uh, but it's a 12.5 <laughs> inch model, and it has an Intel Core M3 processor with integrated graphics. That's your big hit there. Four gigabytes of RAM. No word on in this article if you could expand it yourself. 128 gigabytes of SSD storage and 802.11 AC Wi-Fi. And they're claiming with this one, with the lower end pro- parts that use less power, 11.5 hours of battery life.
1: Wow,
0: that's if you even got half that. Yeah, that would be very. I'd be very happy with that. So, both devices have huh. one USB Type 2 port for charging.
1: So, wait, wait. Tim Cook's already ordered one, too, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe the <laughs> guys... maybe compare. Maybe
0: they're, they could just look at this at Apple and try to figure out how they're doing this. Right. Uh, maybe it's that Chinese but labor. Let's wait. not
1: sue them yet. Let's just go ahead and replicate it. Yeah, let's yeah. buy a couple first.
0: <laughs> uh, the USB Type C port for charging, like the MacBook uh, has. Two USB 3.0 Type A ports. hey oh, Multiple ports there. An HDMI port and a headphone jack. And the aluminum body... Mm-hmm. Uh, woo. Comes in gold and silver.
1: Ooh, sound. Uh, is it rose gold or is it regular? I don't know. Gold? Just you know gold. Wouldn't that be funny? And it also has Jeez. a backlit keyboard. Wow.
0: And look at that big trackpad. That's it even. Great. It even has the indent in front of the trackpad like the MacBook does the screen, for great
1: screen dimensions. Are weird.
0: God, that looks exactly like a freaking MacBook. Look at that thing. Hmm. Yeah, thirteen point five and like twelve point five. I think. Or, yeah, twelve point five and thirteen point three. I. You know what?
1: Uh, it kind of looked like she was on the toilet. <laughs>
0: it does. huh? That is a weird one. <laughs> look at how uh, look how thin that is, though.
1: Classy, though, yeah.
0: That is really classy looking. Wait, I, wait,
1: wait. Go back to that. What book was that? Was that an atlas? Design oh, awards. Design awards. Okay,
0: like, mm, oh, it's like, see what, they're, see what yeah. they're implying there. That's
1: uh, funny. Yeah. Now, of course,
0: they're going to ship it with Windows 10, but I'd rip Windows off that and put Linux on that thing.
1: Ugh, yeah. I,
0: this I am very excited about, actually, because I think if anybody, if anybody could pull this off, I think, it's, I think it's them. They so have some good build quality.
1: Approximately, there. what is the uh, cost of an equivalent Apple laptop? Let's or... look. look
0: so, now, now, bear in mind, there's no re- word on release in the U.S. market yet. But uh, I, I actually think, I think uh, Xiaomi is uh, working towards that pretty aggressively, mm-hmm. kind of behind the scenes. So let's go take a look. We'll go over to Apple.com slash Mac. And so we'd be comparing, I think, this to the MacBook. Okay. Well, except for the MacBook only has one port total. Let's take a look. Let's take wow. A look.
1: Is that what they're at now?
0: Well, first, for, for first the they Ma- f-
1: take our CD wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the, you, know, like, you care. For the CD I do.
1: I can't burn a CD anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have to use the stupid USB one that has to plug in three different oh, ways in order to burn a so CD. It's so
0: horrible. Um, so they have, uh, uh, they, on the MacBook, it's one USB port. On the other ones, they have more ports. Okay. So let's go with silver. Um, 256 gigabyte uh, PCIe. 1.1 gigahertz dual core, which is actually... This is worse than the high-end one, They're their $750 one. Mm-hmm. This is not an i5 processor. This is the M3 processor, and it has the same amount of RAM, so it has worse graphics and a worse CPU from okay. Apple, and it is $1,300. Okay. And so the Xiaomi one is uh, $750 for more machines. Right. So- for much more. Actually, not only not only for 2.3 gigahertz Intel Core i5, but also for a dedicated NVIDIA GeForce 940. Hmm. for way less money. That's a big difference right there. But
1: what there. does it mean, you know, $500 more and... Uh, potentially better customer service of physical well, store where you can Well, definitely in the
0: US, right? That's for sure. You can. not yeah. I mean, you can't even They'll
1: probably raise it to I mean, that's just let's, what let's you compare... do. You do 1100 or 1200 to come right up underneath the MacBook. Let's
0: go. Let's compare it to battery. Let's go battery to battery. So, Mac, let's go look at the MacBook Air which is uh has more ports, it's a little more competitive. Yeah. 9 hours and 12 hours. I feel like the Xiaomi one is more targeting the MacBook, but let's take a look at this. So, the MacBook Air I think might be closer. Uh, we can get uh, 1.6 gigahertz with 256 gigabytes of storage. Okay. It starts at a thousand ninety
1: nine. So that's like 300. still way
0: worse graphics though. The HD uh, what uh. did that did that say HD four thousand? That can't be accurate. Oh, that, and that's it's eleven possible. inch as
1: well. It's not thirteen. Okay,
0: so it has oh that's true. It is smaller too. It has the this has the Intel HD Graphics six thousand, which is still slower than the Nvidia, mm-hmm. and it only has four gigs of RAM instead of the eight gigs of RAM, mm-hmm. and it starts at really eleven hundred dollars. Right. So the yeah. Seven hundred fifty, even for that, and then and then five twenty five for the lower end one, which is spec like the MacBook, is a really great deal. So they might have a hit on their hands if the build quality works out and they don't uh, slip in uh, Chinese spy software. Then uh, they'd probably be good. <laughs> By the way, while we were chatting, Rekai found Local Cast. You can stream video to your Chromecast from your computer. I'll link that in the show notes. Show notes. This might be a nice way to do local broadcasting and play like videos from your local computer to your Chromecast. Nice. So yeah, I'll put a link. Thanks, Rekai. There's also one out there. That allows you to play videos in your Chrome web browser and then, cra- and then cast them on over to the, uh, whatchamacallit, to the Chromecast, but uh, this looks even better. It looks like it's nice and clean, so uh, it's also on GitHub. I put a link in the show notes for you guys. Alright, and this one is really for you and me.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and, and anybody else out there who has suffered with the incompetence and the bureaucracy and the complicated pricing plans of <gasps> Comcast, Washington State, our home state, has sued Comcast. The whole state. Yeah, all of us. <laughs> it says it's, and here's the best line. It says it sold near worthless service plans.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Who now, it, doesn't? Who likes Comcast? Now, Nobody. unfortunately,
0: they're not talking about internet service plans. Ah. But it's but it actually is so much more worse. It's so Comcast has been hustling people. For this extra protection service mm-hmm. that does nothing. And the only thing oh. it does is do give you all of basically the same services you would get as a Comcast customer. Wow. Uh, so Washington State Attorney General Babb Ferguson today announced a $100 million <laughs> consumer protection lawsuit against Comcastic, alleging that the nation's biggest cable company, a.k.a. a monopoly, engaged in a pattern of deceptive practices constituting more than 1.8 million individual violations of the Washington Consumer Protection Act. Comcast conduct affected about 500,000 customers who purchased the service protection plans in Washington, Ferguson said. State officials filed the lawsuit in King County Superior Court seeking – that's how we talk in Washington – seeking refunds from consumers. The lawsuit accuses Comcast of misleading 500,000 Washington – I'm sorry, Washington consumers and deceiving them into paying at least $73 million in subscription fees over the last five years for a near-worthless protection plan without disclosing its significant limitations. uh, Washington – alleges 1.8 million violations because Comcast made false claims regarding the scope of its service protection plans to the 700,000 customers and deceptively represented the scope of its customer guarantee to over 1.17 million customers. Comcast allegedly led customers to believe that they needed to buy a service protection plan to get services that were actually covered for free by the customer guarantee.
1: Wow. Aren't they great? I have a quick clip here of Bella saying, it's called A Hustle, Sweetheart. (laughs)
0: What? Let me see this. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
1: It's a (laughs) hustle, (laughs) sweetheart. You're
0: getting hustled. You are getting hustled. That's great. I want that. That is so good. I did that on the soundboard. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you do? I really do. It's called A Hustle, Sweetheart.
0: It's from from Zootopia. You should telegram that to me. Well, she
1: was like, I want to watch Zootopia. And I'm like, okay, baby. And then she went, it's called A Hustle, Sweetheart. And I turn it on and I'm like... What? Yeah,
0: that's a and line. and I was like, okay, yeah. do that again. <laughs> that, that is definitely a line. I want that on the soundboard. You got to telegram that to me. I will. All right. So I just I sit here and I soak, I bask in appreciation for Washington for suing Comcast.
1: Seriously, and let's sue for all the things, though.
0: <laughs> you know, I wanted to just do a. We had some Comcast. We should
1: do an update. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: we've had we've had issues over and over again. Uh, so we'll, I wanted to just cover that really quickly. But before we jump in, let's get Ham in here. So Ham. You've suffered with the Comcast. You have a really unique internet setup out there to begin with, so uh, you're coming at it from like the complete opposite spectrum of Comcast because you're like all in on a totally indie internet setup where you're at, and then you got grandma on Comcast. It must be like banging your head against a wall.
3: <laughs> I sure am. Yeah, um, I live out here in the middle of nowhere, and uh, but anyway, my grandma she lives there in Portland, and. Uh, she has terrible internet and she has Comcast and I wanted to get it see if she could get some different internet service. Well, I called uh, a, a different company and they said, sorry, we can't give you internet because Comcast owns the rights for that area yep, so yep. there's not even any other competition in yeah the they buy just out Comcast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah isn't that Is't that something so you know I now your your ISP is like an independent operation right? So you could it actually is, talk is, like a human being about actual problems.
3: It is. I actually work for the guy now. Um, it's a wisp out here. I work for the guy, and so I can actually talk to him when I have problems.
0: That's nice. See, that's a you See, that's a totally different world, um, and it reminds me about that time we went out and uh, met Chris up at uh, Orcas Island, and was, I think it was Orcas Island, and uh, he showed us his wisp set up out there for the for the last anniversary episode, and it's just a totally different paradigm. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, and Yeah. Oh man, I so, would love to see fiber competition come in North Ranger.
1: So I called in every couple of weeks to Comcast to to complain about the how when we'd start streaming it we couldn't and it was causing so many so much crashing. Yeah, especially and, in the
0: like afternoons. And
1: unfortunately, it, I I don't have enough knowledge to try to troubleshoot that with the gal and first thing they want to do is restart the router well one time i called during last i'm like no don't do it <laughs> you know don't touch anything you know but i'm sick of this and uh so they gave me 150 credit uh but we pay 215 a month i yeah. mean like
0: it's we have a business account and so yeah. there's a there's an sla there
1: yeah and uh, anyway so finally they agreed to send a tech out here and uh, you take over from here because I wasn't so, actually here. The
0: tech comes out, and uh, he's like, he, you know, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so hit and miss with these techs. You never know what you're going to get. And uh, so, Rekai and I are bracing ourselves for anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. anything. And the guy gets here, and um, I start telling him, I said, well, here's what we're seeing. When we're broadcasting and we're running Skype, or in, in about the middle of the day, and or, and you know, sometimes in the evening. Our our ping times out to like Google and whatnot, which we're always monitoring. They jump up from let's see right now it's at eight point nine four milliseconds, and that's good nine milliseconds right now, uh, thirteen milliseconds. That's the range we would normally see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when this dropout problem would start to happen, the millisecond response time out to our external ping test sites would get up to the twenties, then the forties, then the hundreds, and then we just drop off, and then. We we would drop packets, drop packets, drop packets, drop packets, drop packets. Drop packets. And then all of a sudden, we get a response, and it'd be a response time of like a thousand milliseconds. And then the next one would be six hundred milliseconds, and then fifty milliseconds, and then eight milliseconds. And then we just run at like you know our regular time over and over again. And uh, so the guy comes out here. I'm like, here's what we're seeing. Here's the data we've graphed because we've been running you know ping tests. And what we're wondering is if it is just afternoon congestion. Because this point right here, and we pointed to the Bothell IP, this point right here is where we seem to be getting all of our congestion. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's about uh, – I can't remember. that 10,000 customers on your loop out here or something like that. Uh, I think we'd have a few rep- rep- reports. And, you know – a lot of those are businesses right here, and those business customers would notice that. First of all, that's bullshit because business customers are sitting there on their old crappy XP computers browsing <laughs> yeah, right. the web, and they don't,
1: they don't need the type of we're demand we are doing that
0: real-time yeah. video streaming right. and, and, and two-way conversations over Skype that are way more sensitive so, than playing Facebook games while you're killing time at a business computer. Right, so Give you lost a, a little bit of
1: confidence there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no.
0: And uh, he says, well, can you show me where the previous installer did his work? And uh, he starts. He he starts looking at it. and He comes back in. And he's like, uh, "Who who installed this?" I was like, "I I, I don't I don't know." Um, the Comcast rep two and a half years ago that set it up for us. Mm-hmm. Are you saying a Comcast guy set this up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Comcast guy. All right. Well, I got to go take a look at a few things. And um, he goes out and he probably spends twenty five minutes at the front box in front of the in front of the studio. Mm-hmm. And he replaces wiring that I guess was cracked and just was, uh, like, 15 years old or something like that. Jeez. Which I guess the guy was supposed to replace when he did our original install. Right. He's like, yeah, okay, you're looking a lot better, but I'm still seeing some signal loss. And I'm like, hmm.
1: Well, great that he can detect it. That's.
0: A- <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, and, you know, it's just funny because I've actually heard the opposite. Back before we turned this into a studio, like, mm-hmm. ages ago when we actually lived here, mm-hmm. I heard that we had too much signal and they had to, put a, they had to turn it right. down. Right, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah,
1: I do, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Huh. So now you say not enough signal. Right, and so uh, I'm like, well, uh there's this section here in the garage that we have a we have an addict up here, and there's some wires up there. The guy worked up there. He's like, well, I'll go up there and see if there's a splitter or something he says, and I well I, I don't think so. I mean, the Comcast guy went up there and he specifically asked me if he could take out a splitter and replace it with a new wiring run, and I told him to do go ahead and do it yeah and uh, uh he's that like, sounds logical, yeah, and he's like, well, I'm gonna just go, and go take a look anyways and I'm like <laughs> Dude, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So he climbs up into the attic, and sure enough,
1: are you kidding me? Yeah, some
0: like 1985 cable splitter is up there in the uh, not really that old, but yeah, up yeah, there. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Nothing else plugged into it. Just one end of the cable oh from the street. Oh my
1: gosh. So Connecting. he is yeah. that? Is it the cable that goes across the opening?
0: Uh, that I think is the satellite run that the or the microwave. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and so <laughs> he takes out the splitter and puts it in there and uh, comes back down and. He says, all right, well I'm going to start running ping tests from my end, you guys keep running your ping test from your end, and we'll see how it goes. And since then it's been pretty solid. And, yeah, good. Uh, he was just speculating, you know, that when the network would get congested and we didn't have adequate signal that it would look to us like dropouts. Right. So it seems to it seems to have improved. We're still having some issues, but I think that's just Comcast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just how it goes. So uh
1: So so minor minor win there and minor resolution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, Enzo, you ready to kick it? Kick it. It is time for our kickstarter of the week and time flies when you're having fun in the uh, Tech Talk Today program and you need a cool levitating clock to track it. That's right a levitating clock with 48 backers oh wow
1: you've already backed it have you but i mean like this is I'm, right I, up I your alley. so
0: up my alley oh my
1: goodness <laughs> they
0: have uh they have a goal of $46,000 they've raised $24,000 with you shown 18 them days yet? to go no are you ready yeah ready? i mean
1: if you guys are watching there you
0: go it is the levitating yeah. nixie nixie clock that's
1: Holy. these those
4: glass tubes that Wow. Have, yeah it's it I'd is i'd be afraid so of it exploding Lays-Mard. but We've it's been so cool designing and building unique nixie devices for many years
1: Wow, he sounds convincing. Look at that! Oh my god About
4: three years ago, I had an idea that led to our craziest project yet. Suspending a fully functional Nixie clock in midair. Powering a few LEDs or a single small Nixie tube via induction coils is trivial. But could it power an entire clock?
0: So it's levitating and uses induction to transfer
4: the power. A lot of work. And a few prototypes, I managed to make my idea a reality.
0: We need this in the studio over there, like the official studio clock. We
4: present our levitated, wirelessly powered Nixie clock. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great?
1: Wow. Can you run your hand underneath it, do you suppose?
4: Yeah, I think you
0: could, yeah. Oh, look at him. He's bouncing it, yeah. Oh,
1: is it levitating or is it opposite magnets?
0: It might be, but either way, the
1: effect... Oh, yeah, no, totally. Totally.
0: And then you can rotate it.
1: Wow. Spinning in a circle now.
0: Yeah. I love how retro it is and futuristic at the same time. It's that perfect mix of 2016. Oh, and, and he took it off. Yeah.
4: It has all the features you'd expect to find in a typical gravity bound clock, but without the wires.
0: The re- this would be Rikai points out. This not make an amazing recording status light if you could wire that up somehow. You see how it's got blue LED lights underneath it, too, yeah. so it casts a blue glow as it hovers? Yeah. That's I, brilliant.
1: Yeah. I bet in a dark room it would look really cool on It the would the look ceiling.
0: amazing because you'd have the red glow of the yeah. pixie tubes, or Nixie tubes, I guess they're called. Yeah, pixie. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Get yourself a fairy.
0: <laughs> way, uh, I like how as soon as you put it over the induction coils, too, it just lights right up. Man, that's like Star Trek stuff right there. like
1: cancer. No, <laughs> just kidding.
0: One day we'll <laughs> all charge everything with induction charging. So Nixie Tubes, Steam Puck, Levitation, presenting the world's first and only gravity-defying Nixie clock. And these guys have built other stuff too. This isn't their first uh, project. I mean, this is so so cool. Of course, to really get in at any reasonable uh device, you're paying serious money. Like you can you can pledge 20 bucks or even a buck, but really to get up there, you're going to have to get 330 bucks, 340 bucks, wow. and Jeez. you get the experimental edition. Yeah, it's yeah, man, it's not cheap, but it's so cool, Angie. This would be one it of those things cool. where, like, if we were, like, in full, like, let's just pimp out the studio mode, that would be. Yes. So I, even though we can't actually back it, I am damn inclined yeah. to say that in it's theory we should back it.
1: We should do porn music. What do you
0: think, Mumble Room? Well, hold on. we, get, do we oh. got, What do you guys think? Anybody want to say nay? I mean, yeah, it's expensive. It is expensive. I'll give you that. They all like
3: it. No. It's really cool, but, but? I, mean, but I mean, how practical is it? Why is it, you know, why?
1: Well, do you ever look at what time it is? I mean, <laughs> that's how
2: practical it is.
3: How, on my phone, I always use my phone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I know, right? Uh, that
0: is, I mean, it, it's art. It is. Really. I mean, it's in it's some ways. Soothing, it's soothing, a. It's cooler than a picture that you'd put on the wall, yeah. I think. I'd buy this over an Apple Yeah, watch. You'd yeah, <laughs> buy it over a smartwatch or an Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it sounds like North Rangers in Ham raises the reasonable point, uh, but BC and WW, if you guys uh, have any thoughts, feel free to jump in. I,
2: if I had Comcast spending money, I would probably <laughs> I would buy this. But this would be like this would be like my version of the grandfather clock because exactly. I would want no one like going around it like this is like a timepiece, but it's kind of like a art decorative. could you imagine do not touch it? <laughs> could you
0: imagine too like like a conversation when people come over to your place oh, yeah. you're like check out my levitating clock with yeah. the retro tubes
1: yeah you know WWN is er, hello ladies do you like my clock yeah he's on to something maybe we should just cancel Comcast for two months and buy it yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go all right that officially makes it a winner that's right there you go guys now, if you want to fund it, you got to get over to Kickstarter because they still haven't made their goal. With 18 days left to go, you can help them get to $46,000 if wow. you get one. Give me a solid, put a JB sticker in the shot, and Jeez, then take no a picture kidding. of this thing. Yes. I want a selfie with the clock.
1: I will send you, you the sticker.
0: Yeah, that's right. Congratulations, guys! They won. Well, i like that they're
1: they're a little tongue-in-cheek too time flies you know, it's I know right? yeah. it's cute. isn't that,
0: isn't that clever now a, uh, a much a much uh, easier on the pocketbook investment and something that goes a long ways patreon.com slash today i am enjoying the heck out of posting the unedited live stream versions mm-hmm. And uh, it even came in useful when I was getting trolled yesterday and I was able to just go cite. I just like, man, I got the live stream recorded. I can just like I'm sitting there arguing with this guy. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to time code link to when this guy's wrong. And it's great.
1: Nice, <laughs>
0: That's great. It really is fun, though, because in some ways the entire li- I actually think the entire live stream of last could be a show because, yeah, like especially yesterday's last the entire live stream just move, 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 move. There was like really no downtime. And is a complete entire episode that doesn't get put into the final show because it would be gigabytes upon gigabytes and if you're a patron you can watch it just the three dollar level or above patreon.com slash today and if you're a cord cutter we have a cord cutter level that's kind of like a way of saying you know i jb is like it's like my netflix it's my hulu i want to keep them around give them some runway this supports all of our shows there's always kind of some kind of goodie going on for our patrons too we try to really give you guys some value patreon.com slash today. You could also rep the JB swag. You want to throw this on your laptop. We've got some new stickers at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash stickers.
1: Yep. I just redesigned a Linux unplugged one. It is uh, you know, I only ordered uh, a small amount because I'm not sure how popular it'll be. Mm-hmm. But we had way too many just black and white stickers. So it's mm. dark blue, Linux unplugged, mm-hmm. and it has white. Join our virtual lug and lug. Baby and blue background. Yeah, it's baby blue. Which at the on the one hand, it kind of looks like a yeah, like a baby sticker. But on the other hand, it's going to stick out. It's you know? clean. It's think clean about though. it. Think about it. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And then if you scroll down, there is also a. Fosho sticker. Hey, And a Noah Switch Me to Linux sticker, which I have limited amounts on. You might get backordered, uh, you know, depending on how fast they go. And um, also, I added the Ohio Linux Fest 2014 sticker. That one's free. Because I just want it out of my desk, <laughs> right?
0: I think that's, I, so. Like uh, so, somebody if they're getting a sticker order, if they just add that one to the cart. You're just going to include yeah. it in the order. Yep, that's a good one. That's yeah, actually please,
1: now please, was, please was, do order a sticker and that one. Not just yeah, that. But, I mean, we, we I, I will joke, fill yeah. your order if you just order a free sticker. But it would be cool if if you like maybe you know like coverage.
0: I might footage. have gotten my history wrong, but in last I seem to recall I was saying in last wasn't this one of the first stickers we started getting where like we got like a the next cheer up in vinyl quality, and we're like, yeah. we're doing this from yes. now on. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I ordered like 300 of them, and Ohio <laughs> Linux Fest ended up being like maybe 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I overordered. That's why I just want them gone. I've just been giving them out. So if you live in Ohio and want a red Ohio-shaped sticker that has you don't, the I Jupiter mean, Broadcasting logo and mentions your Ohio Linux Fest that happened in 2014, that is the sticker for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. A bunch of other stickers. for <laughs> We have the Tech Talk Today sticker on there, too. Yes, we do. Jupiterbroadcasting.com slash stickers, and I'm going to give a mention uh, I, I think I plugged it Episode 16 last week 17 of the rover log is out And this is the one This is the one Where I drive into a tornado And you know what was interesting uh, Is in retrospect That was That could have got a lot worse Because the tornado passed Only a few miles ahead of us On the freeway mm-hmm. The whole thing is documented in there Check it out You can go to Jupiter dot com Slash rover This is on the retur- return trip In January From scale Yep where that happened. And it was
1: intense. Also, uh, I created a Instagram specifically for the Rover Logs. So oh, is that already done? Yeah, I Dang. linked it to you. It's oh, okay. uh, Instagram.com forward slash the Rover and there's only one picture so far. It'll it won't be like populated all the time. You won't like be when inundated, I but yeah, occasionally there will be some uh, mm-hmm. some hints as to what you might find in the next rover log. I'm working or...
0: on that. Uh, so you know, I've been I've been kicking around the Linux Plumbers Conference in November mm-hmm. about uh, going down there. Uh, but I got to email is them it in
1: California, Where uh, is that? New Mexico. Oh, cool.
0: I got to email them though and make sure they're good with press because uh, they generally otherwise it's four hundred dollars to get in the door.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> Rikai is saying that I should just include one for free in every order, the Ohio sticker. Well, right now I'm including the Linux Fest Northwest sticker oh, yeah. for free. And yeah, every cool. order since Still like I don't Good. Know, order number seven. And Good. I'm up to like 120 orders. So, yeah, I, that one is coming for free to everybody. Nice. But uh, no, not everybody cares about Ohio. So, so, if you
0: want and you get a sticker right now, you can could, you could get two additional free stickers. You have to add the Ohio one to your right. card because yeah. you might not want it. Yeah. And you'll also include the Linux Fest Northwest sticker. Yep, which I have which about is- 50 more. So. Custom art that we set up for uh, we we got done for each Linux Fest, mm-hmm. so it's a unique sticker that we do for each year. And uh, yeah, that actually can I can you give me a couple? To- yeah,
1: actually, I am going to frame all the stickers. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, for like this year, 2016. That's These a great idea. That, I know. Yeah, yeah. stickers know. are
0: fun. Yeah, they are ridiculous. Yeah, and they're you know now that now that the vinyl ones you can actually even oh, you man. can even remove them without. Like having to like have them rip apart. Yeah.
1: I got That's a really nice. cool video of somebody opening their envelope. Really? Yeah, with stickers. They took and, a video? Yeah, and what's great How is- could, We could
0: have played that in the show.
1: Yeah. I taped the stickers on the inside of the envelope so they don't shift around because if the envelope is a certain thickness, it requires more postage. So I, I kind of taped them, but the back, you know, not the not the front, obviously. Anyway, so I'm watching him undo it. He's like, "What what did you do, Angela? <laughs> Talking to me in the video. Anyway, I just, I taped it to make it secure.
0: There you go. So. There you go. All right. Wow, well, that's... Now I want stickers. Jupiterbroadcasting.com slash stickers if you do too. Thank you to the Mumble Room for joining us. It was great to see you guys. It is getting hot out, so I know it's...
1: Woof. Hot in her. take so, off your clothes. Uh,
0: if you need to cool down and hang out with the Tech Talk crew, join us on Mondays. Go to jblive.tv. There's a chat room embedded there. If you bang Mumble, you'll get our server address. You just have to have a working microphone to join us, and we really do like that. If you want to submit any kind of topic or story or a Kickstarter of the week, techtalktoday.reddit.com is where you go. Don't forget to keep us going at patreon.com slash today. It's not just this show. It's all the shows. This is our thank you. And uh,
1: what? And also on YouTube, uh-huh. if you if you watch our videos through YouTube, click on the show more. I've added uh, oh, yeah, yeah. quick links to everything by show, by social network, um, how to support, everything. Like mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. super easy to find all of the subreddits, everything. Go there. Click down on that and click on so the link. What
0: do they call it? Below the fold. Hit the show more. Really? I think it's that. What
1: sounds naughty.
0: <laughs> Below the <Wow>. fold.
1: <laughs> I guess so. No, I'm uh, just going to call it the show more area. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Details.
0: <laughs> click the show more link.
1: Under the fold. Oh,
0: that's what they call it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here with uh, a really retro commercial. I think it's like from the early '90s. It's just been fun to play these. I got a couple more up my. Actually, maybe only one more up my sleeve, but. This is a classic. Thanks for joining us. See y'all back here next week.
3: Yo, it's Kool Aid Man here with some wild changes to my all new Kool Aid Wacky Warehouse Mall. Hanging at the
1: mall, the Wacky Warehouse Mall. Now, 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 we've got a sitter for you. Here at the Wacky Store, this
3: sounds like new. In the video arcade, we'll kick right in. Our magic
4: shop is incredibly strange. Meet me, Great Blue Beanie, for a tasty change. Hanging at the mall, the wacky warehouse mall. The Kool-Aid Wacky Warehouse Mall, the wackiest mall of all.